Good morning. It's Thursday, November the 9th, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, 2023. I'm John David Walt, and this is your wake-up call. <laughs> Let's begin with consecration. That was the gentle part of the wake-up call. Here comes the the screeching alarm clock. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, The Announcement to End All Announcements. Our text is Acts chapter 13, verses 26 to 41. Hear now the word of the Lord. Fellow children of Abraham, and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus. Yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he was seen by those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news. What God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second psalm, You are my son. Today I have become your father. God raised him from the dead so that he will never be subject to decay. As God has said, I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David. So it is also stated elsewhere, you will not let your holy one see decay. Now, when David had served God's purposes in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. 
Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I am going to do something in your days that you would never believe, even if someone told you. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Let's remember where we are. We are in the city of Pisidian Antioch, not to be confused with the earlier Antioch we visited. It is the Sabbath, and we are in the synagogue. They just offered a reading from the Law and the Prophets. Wouldn't we love to know what that was? Then they asked the Apostle Paul if he had a word of exhortation for the people. In other words, they gave him the microphone and let him make an announcement. And boy, did he ever. He could have said so many things, but he said one thing. He gave the Cliff Notes version of the Bible, announced the gospel, and made an invitation. And he did it all in a svelte 574 words coming in shorter than even the shortest wake-up call entry. My favorite part is the announcement. We tell you the good news. What God promised our ancestors, He has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. It was the announcement to end all announcements, the ace of spades trump card announcement. Every Sunday at the Gillette Methodist Church, the worship service opens with a time of announcements. It never ceases to amaze me at how such a small church can have so many announcements, and I love them all. As I step up to the microphone, the announcements are spread out across the pulpit like a bulletin board, from bake sales to the high school seniors' catfish lunch fundraiser, to the Oktoberfest celebration down the block at the Lutheran Church, and yes, they had beer, to the women's road trip retreat to hear Lisa Turkhurst in Jackson, Mississippi, and on I could go. Early on in my work here, I decided I would add a final announcement each week, a sort of announcement to end all announcements. It's the Ace of Spades trump card announcement. It goes like this. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, 
in the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Yep, straight out of Hebrews 1, verses 1 to 3, coming in at a whopping 89 words. This is the mother of all announcements. This is the reason we are here. And after this, Miss Thelma plays the prelude, and we are off to the races. Dear friends, there are so many announcements, yet there is so little time. So much happens in a worship gathering, so many good things, and yet we can completely miss the main thing. I can tend to say so much and at the same time say so little. It's something how these early witnesses of Jesus said so little yet said it all. I want to be like them when I grow up. It's why I'm rememberizing Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. Will you join me? Something tells me it will figure prominently in our January series on fasting and prayer. Some of you are already seeing the connections. The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. I receive the simplicity of your word and release the complexity of my many words. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary for the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question, have you considered that the gospel of Jesus Christ is also the Old Testament? That the story of Jesus does not begin in Matthew chapter 1? We live in an age that has reduced the gospel to a series of propositional statements. What risks do we assume by taking this reductionistic approach? 
Could you tell the story of the Bible in 547 words or less? Give it a shot in your journal today. What is your Cliff Notes version? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing one that we've already sung in the series, but it cries out to be reprised today. It's number 458. We've a story to tell to the nations, 458. We'll sing all four verses, 458. We're going to sing it with gusto, like we're telling it to the nations. We've a story to tell to the nations that shall turn their hearts to the right. A story of truth and mercy, a story of peace and light, a story of peace and light. For the darkness shall turn to the dawning, and the dawning to noonday bright. And Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth, the kingdom of love and light. We've a song to be sung to the nations that shall lift their heart to the Lord. A song that shall conquer evil and shatter the spear and sword, and shatter the spear and sword. For the darkness shall turn to the dawning, and the dawning to noonday bright. And Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. We've a message to give to the nations that the Lord who reigneth above hath sent us his Son to save us and show us that God is love, and show us that God is love. For the darkness shall turn to the dawning, and the dawning to noonday bright. And Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. We've a Savior to show to the nations who the path of sorrow hath trod. That all of the world's great people might come to the truth of God, might come to the truth of God. For the darkness shall turn to the dawning, and the dawning to noonday bright. And Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth, the kingdom of love and light. Man, I just, I just kind of felt the song leader just kind of shortening for dramatic effect, slowing the tempo on that last chorus refrain. Just saw his hands slow down. 
her hands. I just saw them slow down from my youth all the way up. And Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. You know, as as, as I was reading the scripture today, it just kind of stood out to me where it said, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. And I think, you know, that's what we want to be said of us. We want to have served God's purpose in our own generation. It's very simple. That's why we're waking up every day and entering into consecration. It's why we're praying for transformation. It's why we're moving out into the world of our lives available, ready, open, willing for demonstration. Demonstration in the smallest seeds and also in potentially extraordinary ways. People need the Lord. They sang that in our our choir, sang that a few weeks ago in an anthem. People need the Lord. At the end of Broken Dreams, He's the Open Door. That's a great, great song. Well, gang, it's it's Thursday. I promised you an update on the men's revival, but I'm having to record this entry actually on Tuesday before the men's revival has happened. So I'm going to bring you that update tomorrow on Friday. And I really appreciate your prayers for this meeting. As I mentioned, I'm going out of town this week. I'm going Thursday out to Raleigh, North Carolina, to be the glad celebrant of the wedding of Mark Benjamin and Megan Armenia. I've got to learn how to say her last name before the wedding. I'm not even going to try it here. It's complicated. But this is a beautiful couple. And Mark, as you know, works for Seedbed. He's been with us over 10 years now. He is the director of our New Room Conference leads our gatherings and the team that puts all that on. And I've known Mark since he was a seminary student back in the early 2000s in Wilmore, Kentucky, when I served as dean of chapel. He worked on my chapel team at the time. He's been with me ever since in a way, and he's a dear friend. So we're praying for their marriage and family. So I'll be gone Sunday from the Gillette Methodist Church. We've got one of our lay preachers who will be preaching, Brandon Truax. We're praying for him. I'm privileged and blessed to have lay preachers in this church. Yeah, we better close it here. Get your seeds. I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.